Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me is Rory Khan, the legend, the master. And he thought of this as our as our show before the big reveal, the big launch of New World here on the 28th. Is serving this podcast as a way to help structure what do you need to know about this game? Like this is a, a is a new MMORPG, a I mean triple A MMORPG. And so we thought we would structure the show with a bit of news, but a more informational podcast for you guys. So whether you're listening to us over the course of the weekend before launch, or all of a sudden you start hearing and seeing all these streamers play New World on the 28th, and you're wondering, is this game right for you? And that's going to be the focus of the show and the podcast today. So we thank you for joining us live. Be sure to like, favorite, subscribe, and smash that like button if you get the opportunity. If you're listening into the MP3 audio, be sure to thank Luke, thank Chili. Let me pull up the rest of the list. I was less prepared today. Uh, John, Psycho, Cordell, WG Productions, and Keelan for their financial support, making this show a reality to bring to you guys each and every week. You can watch us live over on Ginger Gaming Radio or listen to wherever podcasts are found. Just search Epic Loot Radio and join in. Rory, how are you doing, man? I am actually a little bit under the weather, but uh, I'm going to soldier on. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a tough week for me because I've had a couple of uh, health flare-ups. But Ooh. other than that, it's, it's doing good. I've just, uh, as you might remember yesterday from Crystal Core, I just finished assembling brand new PC. After I assembled the, the last little bits yesterday, dude, it's running like clockwork and just in time for New World. Now, I didn't get it just to play New World right. because, you know, I actually <laughs> need a PC to work and my PC was six years old. So it's getting a little bit long in the tooth. But yeah, doing uh, doing pretty good. And I'm also curious to, to see what are all of the news and happenings around New World because I've been following a couple of different topics here and there and I've uh, dropped just a, a little bit off of New World, but I'm still pretty hyped for the release next week. And I think that one of the first things that we need to cover because, uh, you know, if someone is watching this and you maybe you've never heard Epic Loot Radio before, maybe you're just like trying to find information on New World and whatnot, what kind of game is New World? Because like you always mm -hmm. have, okay, action combat, tap targeting, all that stuff, naturally New World goes more towards the action combat. I think I've already seen a lot of um, mainstream outlets going like, it's the Dark Souls of MMOs. And I'm just like, no, mm. no, mm. no, uh, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> There's aspects of the combat that I think people really enjoy and that also can find frustrating. But the thing I, I immediately connect with, it is an action MMO. Yeah. You can equip up to two weapons and they have up to, I think right now, 11 weapons at launch, if I'm remembering the numbers correctly, with more that we've already seen in games, in leaks to come. And so they're, they're going to be rolling out weapons that really fundamentally change the sandbox of the game itself. Uh, we saw that happen all the through alpha. Uh, so at the last time, this time last year, uh, they had the preview even less weapons. We ended up getting like four new weapons over the course of the year. So I don't even know if they'll keep with that pace, but they've already revealed three of the new weapons uh, that we've seen, the Void Gauntlet, the Daggers, and the Blunderbuss. Uh, and so weapons base themselves off of the different stats. So each stat that you have that you can choose to level in uh, will benefit certain weapons or not. And don't worry, you can respec. And the higher level you are, obviously the bigger the cost of the respec itself. We can cover more of that in detail, but you could swap your weapons at any time, thus giving you a huge amount of flexibility in your build. And if you want to do something like a, a, a melee magic build, you actually can get gems that will help kind of, you know, change your stat allocation so that you're not necessarily completely gimped in one category or the next. Now, the combat, I would say, 
isn't like you know something where you would think near automata uh but something automata uh where you're sitting here uh you know just flying around all over when you commit to an action you're going to follow through a lot of people wish there was some kind of animation cancel dodge but that's not the case like it is a pve pvp focus game and combat is a little bit more strategic in that mind because you do commit to the action itself and each weapon can get hold up to three skills so ultimately two weapons six skills total and just run around and have a good time with it so this is a classless mmo if you guys didn't get that from um, brian's description yes which means there is no classes there's no like oh i, I want to play like a mage or whatever no you just you pick up a staff and you start shooting spells and then you just equip armor that is relevant to that and mm -hmm. that's how you become a mage and at any point in time you can swap because like oh actually i'm not vibing with the mage okay yeah. well equip an axe and now you're a warrior yes. equip a musket and now you're something else i'm actually curious because you said blunderbuss is that the same as the musket or is that a different no weapon? that's a new weapon that's going to be coming and check it out so oh! Dude. So the musket is basing uh, it's a lot of its damage off of dexterity. Blunderbuss has a little bit of dexterity, but it's going to be based off of strength. So if you actually want to have a warrior oh. axe wielding shotgun, you know, they're calling a shotgun, but that's what the, the blunderbuss yeah, is. It's a shotgun. Yeah, it's a shotgun. Is a shotgun. It's a, but it's going to be a strength based range weapon. And we've seen it in game. Like, it's not like okay. I'm sitting here just making stuff up. We've seen this. I'm, I'm a blunderbuss main. There you go. It's it's all there is to a it. Blunder main. I'm here to blunder and, no, and I've already forgot my axe. I, I do all of the blundering that you can possibly do, but yeah, yes. that's um, that's pretty cool. I wasn't aware that the, there yeah. were new weapons again, so that that's, is nice. That's one of the things that I've talked about with this game itself is that a, New World is going to have its hype. It's going to—they've been—they're integrated with Twitch, right? Here's like a key aspect if you're not aware: you can sync up your Twitch account, whether you're a streamer or not. If you're watching, you can get drops to your account by watching certain streamers on launch day, uh, and they're going to have so it's all not of everyone. those events. Not everyone. In fact, actually, as they detailed it out, it was the it was the main streamers who ended up participating in the battle for New World. So just note, if you're curious, there's lists of them out there. We don't need to, li to, to like list them all off here. But my boy Tally is in there. I yeah, think I think he yeah. is. And uh, and so there's special weapons that you can watch via these drops. Uh, there's also prime rewards. There's also if you're streaming, your your community can jump in. It is it is the first real test of a real triple a mmorpg genre integration with a streaming platform whether that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing so, keep it locked to the radio for more <laughs> what what are those drops going to be like are we talking like a couple of Cosmetic, cosmetics cosmetics skins yeah there's cosmetics, nothing cosmetics cosmetics it's not pay to win it's not pay for power uh there are people who believe that it could be that it could eventually evolve into a pay to win game um, but yeah. my counter to that is that any game can evolve into any a pay-to-win game. game. Yeah. WoW is a pay-to-win game. Like if you yep. think, if you break it down, and uh, that's just, just that's just the way it is. <laughs> I've 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 mentioned that I've gotten into so many arguments with people about that because they're like, well, technically speaking, I'm like, no, technically speaking, shut the hell up. It is a pay-to-win <laughs> game. It yeah, is what yeah. it is. Like you just need to accept Sick it. I'm bird. not telling you not to play it. Just just like it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But um. So with a classless system do we have a holy trinity still so i think anything can easily be devolved into the holy trinity yes you can build a healer you can actually build a tank healer you know like yes you can you know have uh classes that are going to specialize in damage but with the classless system the game doesn't have any kind of matchmaking so it doesn't hard force you into those roles right like the any kind of trinity is going to be self-imposed 
by the player base. But there's the reason the Trinity is so strong is because it's a system that makes fundamental sense. You want one person or a group of people that are going to have the enemy's attention because you want to have and be able to build out people who can focus in on damage. What I don't see a lot of currently in the game is a support class. And I think if they were able to have in more support focused uh, jobs, like when I think about supports, I think from Final Fantasy XI's Bard uh, and, and certain things that like really buff the party. They'll buff like your, your right. damage. Now, I think with enough weapons and enough time, that could easily be introduced. And I think that would be something really exciting. Like I said, anytime they add a new weapon, because you can actually equip two weapons, it will fundamentally change the landscape, both for PvE can, and PvP. You can pretty much think of each of the weapons as a subclass, because in yeah. essence, that's what they are. And they're just mixing and matching different subclasses. So you can have like, right. oh, sword and shield. This is like your, you know, shield tank. And then you can swap to, oh, but he also has a blunderbuss. So he's kind of like a shield tank. But at the same time, you can swap to range damage if he has to, which is pretty good. Yeah. One thing I think that they could totally do a better job at, and I hope to see this in the future, is the ability to save like your classes and your setup as a loadout, right? Because Chili, yeah, yeah, Chili here says, there's still classes in my head and that's just how I play. Well, that's right. Like you, it's classless, meaning that you have full control over it. What I would personally love to see is the ability to save my my gear and my and my stats. And yes, if I want to change it up, give me, you know, let me pay my fees, but then I can kind of build out these different options they don't have that in the system yet, but I that's going to be my constant feedback as a player of, hey, I, I have my mage build and then, oh, you get online and you run you know, a healer and I want to go, okay, I'll come as a tank or something like that. You know, an excellent way of doing that is just like you got glamour plates in 14. Yeah. You could just have that. So like you would spend it the first time to make the glamour plate, but then you could swap at will because that would enable you to just like have different builds at any point in time without having to constantly spend additional currency to change your play style. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like this is the launch of a brand new MMO. And yeah. so I personally love this point in time. But if you're still on the yeah. fence, note that the first update, the second update, like that's going to be more telling to me as a player what Amazon's full investment. And they say they're fully in on this game for 10 years, but like just not, not to be a negative Nancy, but just to continue to be as honest as possible. Anthem said the same thing. Many games say the same yeah, thing. Amazon like, has the like, funds to do to actually like to do it. And I believe they have the motivation to do it. What we'll find out soon is will they do it? Like words are words, actions are, are, are better. I've, I've never been a big fan of, you know, going into a project and their first thing is like, oh, yeah, this game's going to be supported for 10 years. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, support the game for the year that it comes out on and yeah. then see how successful it is. Like, give us an experience that's worth it for like, I don't know, six months to a year and then think about if it's worth it to go any further. Like, leave that door open, but don't go like, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%, 10 okay, years, man, 10 man. years, dude, 100%, yeah, not a problem. Thank God, thank goodness that they're not actually doing that, like, oh, the 10-year the drum. You know, one of the the, the problems yeah. that I've seen with a lot of that is that it's all promise, no, no you know, all smoke, no, no action. But with the game itself, like, they're launching, I think, a really solid state. I've seen people make the argument that they need to delay and add more content, add more content, and that's the thing. It's like, this isn't a single-player game. It's a game that will add more content and will add more content. And so as a player, like this is a great time to get invested in a new world uh, to be able to get into the game. The fact that it has a player driven economy would tell me if you were asking if you should play on day one, I would say absolutely, because then you can actually have advantages over a player who comes in a year because you'll have 
your crafting and your gathering and you'll know more and you'll be able to have more power over any kind of market than a player who wants to come in and try to, you know, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like, hey, you could you you your investment today is going to pay out over the long run, especially in a player driven economy scenario. Um, so that's that's that would be essentially what I would, would propose to somebody who was like on the fence because but, there is no sub and that's here. Here's the real kicker. No subscription. It's a buy to play game. So ultimately, if you decide you want to take a break, you want to go play another game. Guess what? What are we playing on November 19th? Yeah. Final Fantasy, you know, like Final Fantasy's got its <laughs> next expansion. But I think that's a healthy mindset that New World's positioning itself with future updates to continue to invite players back in. And it could be a game that you main for for a couple months and take a break from and then come and then come back with the next big update. And I think that's going to be real uh, key to their success. But at the end of the day, if, if people are still on the fence, uh, I think that, look, the safest thing, wait for reviews. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that me and Brian will be making videos talking about our experiences. Yes. And you can get, like, our opinions there, and then you can figure out whether or not you feel like this is going to be the game for you moving forward or not. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, we know that MMO launches tend to be pretty rocky. They're going to be pretty that's, pretty wild. That's what I'm, honestly, from a technology perspective, like, as a, as a programmer and somebody who's been in IT for a long time, Every time we always see bad launch, bad launch. Now, over the course of time, expansion has launches and they've improved. Square Enix is a real good example of that. Every expansion launch has only become smoother and smoother. So I hope Endwalker is going to kind of follow in its footsteps. But Amazon's betas have been incredibly smooth for me so far. They've had issues. They're betas. They've, they seem to have tried to solve some of those issues. So if, and here's the thing, if Amazon has a smooth launch on Tuesday... Then any launch of a, of a service-based game, an online game, after that point, will literally have an example of a smooth launch. Right now, the, the, the typical response is, what, do you, what can you do? It's an online game. Online games always kind of launch with, you know, with, with some problems. What can you do? And then all of a sudden, if this is the case, if, a, if AG, AWS as a service platform can have a smooth launch with a, with a game, then literally the point is, is like, well, Amazon figured it out. Like, we don't have that example, right? We don't well, have I that mean, example yet. There's there's also that thing that anybody will instantly say, well, Amazon has like infinite money. It's like, <laughs> they can just keep throwing money at a problem. But, here, but here's the counter to that. Well, why haven't you partnered with them? Why like haven't that's I partnered with them? Oh, developers, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because all th this... This in and of itself, people are like, oh, New World, et cetera. It's like New World is more is not just about Amazon Game Studios, but it's also a advertisement for Amazon or AWS, Amazon, you know, worldwide services. It literally is just like with Microsoft and Halo launching with Azure, just like with Google and Stadia. These are things that are also to help advertise other things that are coming down the road. Now, we already touched upon the business model, which is essentially you buy it once and you can play it forever, yes. depending on whether or not they later decide to bring expansions. I bet expansion model is, is the future. Yeah. And they also said that they're considering battle passes, which has me go, ugh. However, yeah. if they go and do the Halo model where my battle pass doesn't expire, then I'm like, okay, okay, I'm game yeah. for that. Well. We'll see. We'll see what that happens. But um, <laughs> an interesting thing about the the business model as well is that most AAA games that come out, they're like they're sixty dollars. Or yeah. nowadays on a PlayStation, they're seventy, as we've talked at length about in another right. Epic Loot Radio yeah. show. But um, it's like this one's forty. 
right? That's the price. 40. It starts at 40. And there's a $50 special edition. Deluxe there. edition yeah. and whatnot. And um, while, while we're on the topic of that, it's like uh, we have pre-order bonuses as well. And obviously deluxe editions and all of this stuff. One of the things that I hate whenever companies do like pre-orders and deluxe editions is like early access. And particularly with MMOs, we see that. And it's like, it's one of the things that I don't like about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is the 3D early access. I just don't like it. I'm right. not a big fan of it. Yeah. Like, doesn't mean that I don't like the game. I love the game, going to play it, all that stuff, right? But I still don't like that specific practice mm -hmm. of you pay me more or you pre-order whatever and here's early access. And interestingly enough, I expected that from this game. Right. And I was surprised that that Start is not the case. three days early before everybody yeah, else. Something like that. If they did that, I would I would be livid because there is a PvP aspect. You do not have to yeah. PvP in this game. Now, I'm a PvPer, but I want to I want to like recognize that not everybody needs to be me and not everybody needs to PvP. But that's kind of where cash shops become a real contentious point. And I'm going to address Fia's uh, question here in just a second. However, there's a land rush. You can, as a company, you can take over zones. And I think if they gave anybody that kind of pre-order early access bonus, it, it breaks that flow. Like there is going to be that land rush that happens on your server. And I think everybody should be on the same footing because that, that in my mind is fair. It, it doesn't require that pre-order. You could literally see somebody streaming at nine o'clock in the morning and go ahead and just like, all right, I'm in. That's exciting. I'm going to play this game and boom. Then that, and then by the time you get home or it's downloaded, you're in, you're not sitting here having to like, oh, they actually had three days ahead of me. They like, they already have control, like they've already locked it down. And so now I have to try to play this massive amount of catch up. Uh, yes, you're going to be competing with streamers. In fact, there's actually a website that's tracking all the different streamers and content creators on what server they're going to be on. So if you don't want to have to like compete in that, then you can avoid it. If you want to be a part of that, like chaos and that excitement, then you can go and specifically target a server for that. But anyway, yeah, I, I think it's really good that they did not do that. And I think anything that gives a player an advantage over another player immediately becomes like a mindset of pay to win because that PVP yeah. aspect again, completely optional, but it's a core aspect of the sandbox of the game itself. I'm I'm just happy that they didn't do the the early access stuff like I expected. So it's just a weird thing because nowadays you're always just like expected from most video games. Like, okay, so you're giving me all these good things. How are you going to screw me over? Particularly in MMOs, you're almost <laughs> always expecting. How are you going to screw me over? It is. It, it is yeah. just something that is to be expected. So you're looking at it and you're going like, okay, so $40 pay to play and no monthly subscription fee no like game um gameplay affecting bonuses from what i saw anyways on the deluxe yeah. edition and on on pre-orders and all this stuff there's no game changing stuff there is like a couple of skins uh there i think there's like a house pet that you can get if you get a house or something mm -hmm. but not even mounts nothing as a matter of fact mounts i think is a topic that you want to get into right? let's talk about mounts yeah absolutely <laughs> uh there are no mounts in this game and they said that if they do add mounts into this game in the future, uh, they want to make sure they put a lot of thought and design into it. If you and I put out a guide on this specific thing, because one of the core aspects is that if you're running from zone to zone to zone as a as a new player, you're doing it wrong because you're supposed to teleport. There's teleportation, which is great. Allow you get from like once you've been to a city, you can teleport there. But there's an Azoth cost. It's like a teleport currency and a crafting currency and, and you're capped. 
but there's lots of ways of getting us off. And that's the thing. Like if you spend the majority of your starting game running from place to place, you're going to find you're wasting a lot of time. The most critical thing is to get your zone rank up because you level up each you level up as a character, but you also level up in the zone and you can then purchase a house. The house will give you a free teleport every couple of hours, depending on the size of the house. You also get a free end room teleport once an hour. Like you're to, from a quality of life and a gameplay perspective that will pay off for years and years is to unlock housing. And then you can unlock various teleportation zones. And then if you are doing any kind of gathering, you can get a tool that has a perk that will gather a Zoth for you as well. So you can be getting a Zoth constantly fed to you throughout the game. And so like within the first 20, 25 levels, you should actually be in a really good stage to start like just easily getting around the world very quickly. As long as you, you follow that the core tenets of getting a house, cause you can actually ultimately have up to three houses. So that gives you four teleportation locations outside of that, that doesn't cost you anything. And then you could then start teleporting with the Zoth to towns and even to fast travel locations. Just, just for clarification, I believe that the housing system is instanced. So like you can see the houses in the towns, Yeah. but I'm assuming like if you buy it, it'll just like, now this is my oh. house. So whenever I'm close to it, this is my house. But if like for another player, he can buy the same house and be like, this is also my house. This right. is the thing, the system that I want to see implemented into Final Fantasy 14. Like from its design, the housing system, I think is really cool. It exists in the open world, but your version of the house is instant. So if you buy a house, you decorate that house, you will always see your house. It looks like yours. However, other people will see their house. So you could actually sell that same house, that instance of that house existing in the open world to countless other players. So there's no housing crisis, right? Like, oh, somebody already owns that house and I'm never going to get it now. Then when it comes to who, like, let's say you don't own the house and I don't own the house. Whose house do we see? You and I are competing on a weekly little like feng shui design and we get scored and whoever has the highest score of their design is the, the house that's house? on display. The prettiest house is what's My displayed. house is never going to be on PVP display housing. ever. <laughs> my, Mine isn't my either. house is never gonna be on this plate dude. yeah listen there used to be housing in ultima online you know what used to be in the in front of my house the heads of other players that's the what i put in there so like, here's here's some heads like on the rooftop of my house I was like, here's a couple of heads too <laughs> he was a barbarian and a monster people he was a monster but he but, he, but he governed fairly but he was a fair governor yeah <laughs> yeah so and another question that I think is, is very important, particularly for new players, is what is the server structure going to be? I actually don't know what this is like yet. I know that for the betas, you would go into one server, and it's like a character lives on that server forever. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Is that what it's going to be in the final game uh, as well? To start, yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I have a theory that we'll see features and quality of life open up down the road, but with the launch and the land rush and and balance i think they're going to wait to see how the population shakes out my my personal theory is just with any game hype it's going to rise really quickly and then as soon as call yeah, of duty comes out you'll probably see it you know fall off and kind of get there's into there's a phone book of servers right now oh there's and they so are, many and amazon servers. said they already got several like just like on standby for when you know people start filling up various servers so uh it's uh it is going to be limited like they'll have a thousand they say like more than a thousand at launch playing it in at the same time so you can have more than a thousand characters but the, the servers are set up to support a thousand uh they had a goal they have a goal 
at the, the start here and they want to grow to where they have 10,000 people playing at the same time on any given server. Um, but I don't, we don't have a roadmap for that. And that's going to be an interesting I, technological feat. I just wish that there was a way for you to like, at least visit servers, like kind mm -hmm. of what we have with, because it's going to be a real yep. bummer, particularly at the start of the game for you and your friends to try and all get on the same server. It's like, Oh, yeah. server's full. Server's Johnny full. didn't make it in. Well, Johnny's going to have to play by himself. Yeah. That's, that's one it. of the things that the feedback I, I actually provided from the beta. I was like, listen, I want to progress on my character but my server is full yeah. and, and if it's full to the point where like, I got to wait 30 minutes. Okay. That's not a problem. I'm going to go make a snack. I'm going to go, you know, et cetera. I'm going to come back and then we're going to be ready to play. But if it's like, here's the six hour queue. Well, Oh, this server is completely empty. I would just like to guest. Let me take my character. Let me go guest over here so I can at least play and, you know, and then come back. But I, I think, well, that's something they're going to have to solve in the long run of the health of the game, especially as, Servers are, you know, we'll see the server balancing, uh, you know, at, at its full force, especially with streamers like Asmongold and other big content oh, creators, yeah. you know, playing the game. It's like there's going to be really popular servers and there's going to be servers that are probably going to be like, hey, yeah, this is a pretty kind of low key environment or something like that. Now, I do want to address yeah. Fia's uh, question because like I've, I've kept it up on screen long <laughs> for a while uh, saying, do you think, though, that with the way the whole game is built, you'll be chasing your tail and everyone else if you stop playing for a few months and the answer is no uh the reason is is that when i look at how i play and consume games it's like my own personal goals like yes maybe if you stop playing at level 35 and then you come back there's a lot of level 60 players running around and they might be going and doing level 60 content but you can still progress like you do not it does not require that you have a party of people to continue to play the game itself honestly the biggest challenge i think for me personally is going to be stop fishing and actually progress through the story and get to level, you know, level cap and 60 and have my exhaust staff because there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of things I'm, I really can't wait for you to experience in the game. But I think essentially the game is going to be very well structured. Yes, somebody who's playing is going to have more resources and more money than you do. But if you don't even like it doesn't even matter. PVP scaling, it, you know, has a there's a scaling feature to PVP. We talked about that last our, our last episode, you know, like yeah, it is what it is. Like maybe like your company is it hasn't controlled any zones, but it's really going to be about what you want to experience. And that's where I think the beauty of the of the player driven economy comes from, because if you just if you're not like really into like, oh, I don't care about the PVP aspect, but you want to profit from it like, oh, people need, you know, materials. Let me just be the supplier of said materials. And that's the way that you could completely enjoy this game. I think it's it's nice because it's a blend of the sandbox and the theme park you do have a kind of a quest line. There is a, a, a quest and a story to follow. You can choose to follow that story. You can choose to go off into the woods and do your own thing. You can choose to come back to the story. Like, I think that's going to give you a lot of player flexibility, personally speaking. I'm actually curious about the, the PvP scaling thing because I haven't really heard too much about it. Uh, what's what's the deal with that? Is you get scaled down, scaled up, or...? so. And this is this they made some changes in the open beta and they're still trying to figure out the right balance because when it comes to an MMO and an RPG specifically, like player investment is important and should be respected to a degree. But yeah. when it comes to the fact that like if you got a level 15 player out there, there is a, a, a skill benefit, like there should be a level of skill, like a skilled player should be able to nine out of 10 times be the victor or you know, eight out of 10 times, whatever that is. So the scaling right now works in a, in a way that it's like, yes, a skilled player 
uh, has a uh, can can still win. But the last change they made, they made it to where the the higher level player has a greater percentage. I think that needs to be tweaked. I honestly don't uh, have an issue with like every 10 levels is like a like 10%. Like, oh, if you're 10 levels higher, you got 10% better chance up to maybe a theoretical cap of 25 or 30% stat benefit. But, uh, you know, a low level player is not going to be completely demolished by a level 60 player. You know, if, if they play well, if you don't play well, then you're dead. If you get zerged, yeah, you're going to so, get dead. So currently with the changes that they've made, what would you say that percentage is for the higher level player? I would say right now it's 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 overkill. It's probably about 40% favoring the the higher level player. That's what a lot of the kickback was. That's what a lot of the drama in the in the new world community was because in the closed beta, it was more it was more favoring skill. And then a lot of people were like, oh, all these streamers were whining about the fact that they got beat by these lower level players, and that's why they made this change. And I think that it was just them adjusting. We'll see the, the release notes here maybe today or, or tomorrow or something like that. And when we get the release notes, we'll have a, a more concrete understanding of what that scaling is going to ultimately look like. I think it's going to be that's going to be a balance. They're trying to going to try to find that 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 yeah. perfect balance, because if I put in more time and this is an RPG there, there, there should be a benefit. You get the perks, you get the you get maybe, you know, an advantage stat wise. But if I can't hit you. Cause you're just dodging all over the place and you knock me out. Like you were the better player, right? Like there, I, I, I personally want that because I think PVP is about skill before it's about. Stats. I genuinely, I genuinely believe that when it comes to PVP, it's the maximum difference should actually be around 10%. That's, that would yeah. be my personal cap Yeah. because like, hey, look, doesn't matter if I play a thousand hours, if you can play better than me, then you should be able to beat me period. It shouldn't be like, Oh no, but I have the, the I have hammer the of smash your face. Right. I have the smash your face hammer and I'm just going to smash your face. And you're dead. I, I think like that, could, I when think it comes to the fun. stats like that, 10% feels really good. I, I could go up to 20 in terms of a stat bonus, but the thing that they have the the, the more experienced player is going to have perks on their gear where the, the newer player won't. And we see that happen in things like destiny and I don't see a lot of like, yeah, I'm sure people are going to complain when you get beat. You're like, oh, you didn't really beat me. You only beat me because you had that, whatever. Hopefully that ends up becoming more of a motivational thing for the PVPer, as opposed to something like I really can't PVP until I hit 60, because as soon as I turn flagging on, it's like I'm butter and they're hot knives. Like, that's what you don't want. You want an experience where it's like, oh, you want to dance? Let's dance. Welcome to the dog and pony show. <laughs> <laughs> That is more interesting at the, um, at the start of, uh, on the very first preview. And I think even on the, actually, I don't know if on the second one they had it or not, but on the very first preview, there were no instance dungeons. Everything was like just open world. Right. But since then they've added instance dungeons. I mm -hmm. was actually trying to level up enough this on the second time around, but I wasn't able to do it because I ended up going on vacation and whatnot. But did you do any of these dungeons yet? The instance? Uh, no, I, I've uh, once I was like, I'm in, I'm in on this game. I'm excited. Uh, I've, yeah, I've held off on a out. lot. I don't want to burn out. Like, and so it was like, yeah. yep, I'm ready. This game is what I've been wanting and I'm ready to play it. I'm ready to share it with everybody. Yes, I could go do that from a content creator's perspective. But I know I was like, especially because the release date was originally last month and then they pushed it to the 28th just to kind of make sure that they were ready, ready. I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do the dungeons. I'm I'm excited to experience that, and it's gonna be something really uh, fun for me to do, uh, you know, with with my community. And the fact that they have them, I think, is a is a is a good piece of content. I think essentially the more types of content that they can add is good. 
I'm, I do not want them to just to go full hog and make everything instance content. We have enough instant simulator MMOs in our, in our world today that having more open world content, I think is, 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 is what makes new world stand out the most, but it's perfectly fine to have these pieces of content, especially because they have it behind the keys behind the economy. So a part of going to the dungeon is you get a quest and you get a orb that will open up the door for a dungeon. Those orbs have to, are required to go into the dungeon and then they can be crafted and sold on the market. So if you don't want to like bother making them, you can go purchase them and then go engage in that content. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to put myself in a queue and I'm just like, I just log in, I run a couple dungeons and I go home. Like there, there is an economy that I think it really kind of balances out that that mindset. Thus, it's like I could go farm in the open world. I could go run a dungeon. I could go do PvP. And and as the game grows, I think we'll see that list of things that you could do open up over time. Yeah. Speak, speaking of PvP, for those of you that aren't aware, we haven't brought this up yet, but uh, the PvP in this game is around three factions. It's a three-faction yes. system. Uh, you pick a faction, and then basically you go to war with the other factions. There's like some more... Uh, in-depth stuff with like you capturing the land and whatnot which is mm -hmm. uh, i believe 50 versus 50 versus 50 right so good uh, it's a, that's a perfect thing uh, for first thing i gotta say for new players considering the game you pick your faction you're locked into it for 120 days if you're coming into this game with friends figure out your faction now <laughs> figure it out now yeah um w war is 50 v 50 there's no like three you know uh you know three pronged attack oh, so okay. What it happens to be, though, is that you have uh, that's the only way to change hands. That's where that's actually the balance in terms of uh, land ownership and how that works out where, yes, let's say you have like, you know, a thousand people that are a part of your faction. Great. And you have another faction that maybe has 500. How? how oh, man, the 500 people are going to they'll never be able to own land. Not not necessarily, because when it comes to declaring war, it's going to be 50 v 50 and you might have a chance of getting in. If you're a big company, it might actually be somebody else. Like you don't know who the game's going to select by playing the game and doing activities. It's going to increase your odds that you go in, but that doesn't mean necessarily that's going to happen. So handing over the land doesn't come down to who has the biggest team, who has the biggest faction. It comes down to 50 players versus 50 players. And that's how it's going to be decided. There is another element, a PVE mode, very similar, where it's the game does invasions. And it's the same setup, except for instead of playing against the another player, you're actually, you know, horde moding, defending your, your area versus waves and waves of monsters. And hopefully, you know, successfully. Otherwise, you end up like the, the town gets destroyed and all your progress in the town gets, gets you know, rolled back and then you got to start it all up again, etc. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, that is going to be a bit of a pain. Yeah. Especially you're like, I needed a, I needed a tier three crafting station for this recipe. Ah, oh. <laughs> and now you don't have it. And now you don't have it. That's where how's, you want to be defending. So how's that stuff going to work with the tier threes and whatnot for the, the crafting system as well? Cause like, I haven't gotten too deep into the crafting. So you can actually craft pretty much anywhere, but certain recipes, especially the more advanced will require upgraded stations. Towns and city, like towns in the game, the hamlets, uh, they get upgraded by people doing quests and doing kind of their 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 town tasks. And as that gets upgraded and as a town is controlled, they actually get a player that is going to be the mayor 
of that that city and so they can decide like hey i want to upgrade crafting or i want to upgrade defenses or i want to do this and the more people who are participating in that the better that system goes he can also go and just be a complete like jerk and say i'm going to increase taxing like an insane amount and then ultimately you're going to like well let's overthrow this jerk that's because uh this or, is really or you just like you don't go to that town that's yeah. not like it's not like that's the only town you go somewhere else oh yeah it's like all right guys like this guy's like put yeah and i saw that i saw somebody put like taxing up to like 20 or 30 percent like on everything and it's like well i'm not going to trade here i'm just going to go down the street the road and that's, <laughs> exactly. and that's awesome like it's great that you kind of had that choice and so uh it does have an incentive there are benefits to to, to zone control and, uh, and i think and there's also benefits to being a good ruler because you yeah. know if you're not greedy and you put like two or three percent taxes you might get it and if you're greedy and you go like nah 30 percent taxes are like well that's too bad that's too bad we're not going to do our trading in here then exactly and, you know, and well, especially we'll just take our business unless, elsewhere. unless everybody like they you get some freaking back uh street like shenanigans going on where everybody's like, let's all get together and we're all going to decide every maximum taxing on every city. Uh, you know, <laughs> that it, then as a player, you're like, well, let's form another group and we're going to, we're going to overthrow we, this stuff. We need to form a, fa a faction within a faction to actually beat the crap out of all of these guys. It's going to be interesting to see how it kind of shakes out over the course of the, the runtime of the game, because that's, I think when people say, Oh, we need more dungeons. Oh, we need more this. Oh, we need more that. Like I get it. But I think a big draw of the game for a lot of players is like, oh, yeah, I finished the the kind of the, the stories. I've kind of seen the world. Now I want to take over that zone. Now I want to be a part of kind of the, the sandbox game that is that is always changing. And you can participate in zone con control by undermining zones be do, by doing PvE missions. So you can go out and do your faction missions and you can participate without having to go full on PvP. If you're not a PvP or you can supply crafts. And there's just, I think, a lot of things that are going to open up to the player base um it, i just can't wait to see how it shakes out like that's that's the the kind of like even as a non-fan that's just like how is this going to work can there's, it, there's can an MMO interesting launch in 2021 and hold it hold a community there's an interesting like social experiment to the whole thing as to see how the players actually govern themselves because there's so many things that are player controlled like like we talked about, the economy is going to be player controlled. The mm -hmm. towns are going to be player controlled. There's a lot of things that are going to be interesting to see how they shake up and how the dominance is going to be in each server. Because like each server is like, it's going to be like a metaverse yeah. of of right. itself, basically. And and so you'll see server cultures kind of form. Yeah. You know, and some things like, hey, this is not this is not acceptable on this server. This is acceptable on the server. And 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 just as kind of a final thought, when we talk about factions and and your friends. You can still duel. You can still fight and you can actually duel up 1v1s up to 5v5s. So if you're like, oh, I really want to fight with my friends, that doesn't mean that you all have to be in a different faction. You can all be in the same faction and you can still fight each other and, and practice and, and have fun with those with those additional systems. Uh, it's just important to note that if you pick a faction, you're locked in that faction for a while and your, your company that you make can only cons uh, consist of your faction members. So if you make a company that is a part of the syndicate or the Marauders or the Covenant, like that is who they are. So only Covenant, only Marauders, only syndicate would be allowed and functioning members within that structure. Yep. That uh, that is going to be interesting again, just to see that the balance of that whole thing how yeah. it's going to shake up between each of the servers. My my biggest concern is still like they haven't really talked anything about the the theme park main quest, right? That's still the plan 
for the for the launch it exists it exists <laughs> uh they've added voice acting to it and i think that's going to help with characterization yeah. i i just think you know so if i was talking to the my final fantasy you know 14 brethren out there like final fantasy 14 is gonna end walker is gonna have a better story even if the story for some reason out of the blue sucks you're gonna have a better storied experience with yeah. end walker However, there's a lot of exposition and a lot of delivery in how, uh, you know, New World does it and New World allows you more flexibility. So you're, it's not so rigid in terms of, oh, you want to go to that? You want to go run up to the, the highest level zone? Go for it. New World's got that freedom of exploration and danger that you set versus 14 where it's like, yep, this is the order in which that things happen. And you to get to the new zone, you have to unlock the new zone by playing through the story. So there's no wrong choice in design. Your preference is going to be your preference. Yeah, pretty much. That's going to be the way that it's going to work out. And uh, again, I'm, I'm probably going to not engage too hardcore on that quest at the start because I feel like I just yeah. want to go to his own, hunt some stuff, do a couple of quests. And then later down the line, when when there's less people doing it, because like that is so immersion breaking, that starting experience, just like, oh, it just, it just happened to like, a thousand players just landed on this beach. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and, and we're all just like talking to the exact same person who's sending us to do the exact same things a thousand times. A thousand times. In fact, Devlin actually kind of put, put points that out. Distractions are going to be their downfall in questing. There's always something to collect just around the corner. And yeah, like that's yeah, particularly in that game. <laughs> I, I that's, that's for me, like I said, like, Hey Brian, how's the, uh, how's the game coming along? Are you enjoying it? And it's like, Turns out, like, because that's what I actually been doing a lot in Final Fantasy XI is just just fishing and <laughs> crafting and gathering. Like, it's just for me the moment. Like, whenever you say like, when does a game like have its hooks in you? From the first tree I chopped down, that's when I was like, there's something magical going on with this game. Doesn't need to be perfect at launch. No game is. No MMO is specifically. It's gonna be funny to see all the freaking headlines. I'm just you know I'm just sitting back and just waiting for the pattern, what I call the pattern to, to play out. Oh, new world, you know, servers are good. People are happy or servers are crashing. You'll see like, no matter what, you're going to see the clickbait articles and then the, the shocked face and the, oh my gosh moments. And like, that's, we've all come to expect that. We know the dance. We know, we know how this, this story plays out, yeah. but essentially was what I'm, what I'm excited about is like, are you having fun? Great. Who gives a shit what anybody else says? Who cares? Oh, if you're not I'm having gonna... fun, guess what? I have a lot of awesome games that I can, I can recommend to you as well. I'm I'm just gonna blunderbuss my way through the whole thing. That's <laughs> it. I, I had no idea that the, that the blunderbuss was even in there. I was like, dude, because I, I don't care about muskets, but you give me a good shotgun, it's like I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah, and I, we don't know exactly when that the blunderbuss will be delivered, but that's the thing. Oh. Right, it's not so launching it's not, with it's blunderbuss. Not lo oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, okay. to break I'm out. I quit. He's out. He's quit. I quit. He's done. That's it. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the beauty of it is that when that does come out, like that's going to be an update that you might want to check out. Right. So it's like, yeah. Oh, Hey, yeah, I got my ax and I played and I did the story. Oh wait, the blunderbuss is out. I want to see how that plays. Oh wow. That really changes up my build. And now I'm going to go do all this other stuff with it. You know, like the fact that we, we do know that our updates are coming. And the question is, is that can Amazon establish a, a cadence to yeah. those updates? I think, if it becomes like, even if it's to a fault predictable every three months, big update for, for new world. Oh, heaven for Fend! Like that's awesome. Like I can start to schedule and be excited around it 
we don't know. And the only way we'll know is when Amazon does it. Same thing with 14. We didn't know the pattern for 14 until they delivered on that. They didn't promise any pattern. I think that's the important thing. I see people calling it for roadmaps and all this stuff. And I go, I want to see action. And then they can tell me their plan. Don't tell me your plan. I don't believe you. I just won't. Yeah. It's, it's like we discussed on Crystal Core. It's yeah. essentially, it's all about uh, consistency. If they're yes. able to consistently deliver content that keeps people coming back, that is going to be what is what this game is going to live or die by, essentially. 100%. Um, we, we briefly touched up on mounts, and I think that that is one of the topics that people were raging on a little bit about, because I, yeah. I looked up a couple of news articles before the podcast, and I was like, oh, wow, there's, there's like five there's or six drama. different yeah. articles. There's tons of drama and stuff going on. And it's like, to me, the thing about mounts is that um, I don't think mounts are as important as how fun is it to traverse the world. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's I, yeah, I know that. I know that the world itself is beautiful. I'm just saying, how fun is the act of actually traversing the world? Because, like, if I was to give you um, an example of really good MMO traversal that I've yeah. experienced recently, it was definitely um, New Genesis, Fantasy Star yeah. Online, New Genesis. Like, oh, they yeah. do traversal outstanding. Because, like, it actually reminds me of another game that I played, which was Xenoblade Chronicles X. Because basically they just like just jump really high, glide, do all of these crazy things so you can access all of these different areas. And I think that that in and of itself is cool. Now they can't do that in New World, but they could potentially do something that makes traversal maybe a little bit more active. I'm not exactly sure what that could be. I mean, obviously we've already seen players go on the route of like, oh, I'll just equip this weapon, like the axe that has a charge, and then I have another charge with this other weapon, and you just go like, and then jump, and then another thing. And it's just, that is something that we see the players do, but I think it'd be more interesting if there was actually something in the world that would allow you to just like, oh, I can do this action while I'm running and this will make me go faster. And if I land it just perfectly, like just coming up with, th there was that game, I think it was called Tribes. I don't know if you've ever played it. Yeah. So you had yeah. those, you had those hills, right? Mm -hmm. Where you'd be able to like jump up really high and then start skiing what? on the hills and then come up on the other side, like things like that, yeah. that made traversal more interactive to me, I think are more interesting than just mounts. I but think then again, yeah, just running everywhere. That is going to be something that I think is going to be a bit of a flaw because that's not mm -hmm. going to be nearly as interesting yeah, as just like, you know, having something there. The nice thing is, is that running from place to place builds in this kind of downtime that drives community chat and the fact that you can chat with your company, your faction and your friends and just the general population. If you want, if you want to, there's some really interesting people in the world and they've got interesting <laughs> theories and they're going to share them. And so if anybody's thinking, you know, an online game is a safe space, I'm going to tell you right now, like you need to, you need to, you need to cancel that thought because there's like, yeah. someone's like, Oh, my safe space is like, like, no, you know what? I, I get, I'm an empathetic person. Like I want, or I try to, I try to practice empathy when I can and I go, all right. You know, like I ideally, yeah, you could go and you could be happy, et cetera, but let's live in reality. That's just not going to happen. Now, Paul says it's not going to happen, especially <laughs> with PVP. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be toxicity. There's like, there's going to be drama and those are going to be stories that the players make. And that's one of the, yeah. the key aspects. The developers with this aspect that they've built can take more time to create a, a, a hopefully a really beautiful crafted uh, story and world and lore so that 
we can discover that. But then the stories that I think people will remember more than New World's story is the stories that we, the players, make ourselves. And we see that with Eve. We see that with sandbox-based games, Final Fantasy XI being one of them. It, it takes It's harder to get into, so it's a little bit more intimidating. But ultimately, it opens itself up. And just like Paul says, they totally underestimated how good the New World would be. Glad that they played the open beta and New World is their sort of game. I think one of the key aspects of the benefits for New World in its back pocket is it's the doubt. It's the the the, the questioning of the game. The, the Maybe the realistic expectations or expectations being set pretty low. Like, ah, oh, it's Amazon. They haven't had a good game. So, you know, based off of that track record, I can conclude that yeah. all future games from them are going to be bad games. Like, if you have that mindset, then all of a sudden you, you see people having fun and you play it and you're like, oh, this totally subverts my expectations where... When you look at Ashes of Creation, and I hear that that game's going to save the MMO genre as a whole, I go Ooh. like, I, even if Ashes is an incredible Amazing. game, people if it's people think it's enough. if yeah if people think it's the second coming of Christ, then at the end of the day, like it can't if it's not that, then it's like okay, uh, that'd be a weird way for Christ to come back into the world through <laughs> Ashes of Creation. <laughs> I've returned. My I children. think that. <laughs> I think that it's going to be very hard for Ashes of Creation to live up to literally anything that people expect to it. I think it's going to be damn near impossible because there's way too much hype around that. There's also a lot of hype around, you know, uh, New World for sure. But I think there's also a lot of people because of the fact that they've already gotten to play it, whereas mm -hmm. the, the Ashes of Creation has only been... You know, you, sure, you can see a streamer play it, but you never know what it's like until you actually get yeah. your hands on an MMO. And the fact that they've, they, again, that, that was another thing that I've, I thought was impressive is like, because, you know, they've given access to creators to go to the closed betas and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the fact that right before release, they're like, no, everybody gets to try it out, figure it out for yourself, see if you like it, see if you don't like it. That's like the best thing that you can do to sell someone on your video game, as far as I'm concerned. I think that it's was like, a really good let move. Let them try it. It was a really good move. I hate when games are like, try it under, you know, the, the closed beta. And that's the original plan. But I think they took that closed beta. They learned a lot from it. And then they're like, we need more time. And then, in you know, in lieu of that, they opened it up. And so just like with Paul being able to go and, play the game for himself. I think that was a strong move. The other th strong move is that it's, I think the barrier for entry being at 40 bucks and no subscription fee yeah. is, is very inviting. It's very inviting. So you don't cause like, Oh, what do you mean? I got to commit to a subscription every month. Like, Oh man, like that's maybe you can do that. Maybe you can't. We've all been in different positions financially in our lives. There was a time where I was like after 2008's big crash, uh, like I was unemployed for a while because they laid off like my whole department. And uh, my friend was like, Hey, I got your Final Fantasy 11 sub. I was like, dude, you're the best. You know, it's like, so while I was unemployed, I was able to kick back, play some video games still, but that subscription fee, especially when like, it you know, when a barrier to it is a barrier. It still is, but it's something yeah. that for me that it's like, that's just a part of my budget at the moment. Yeah. It saves me from buying every game out on the market. Right. Cause it's like, and that's one of the, the, the common critiques that people have of me as a content creator is like, well, you don't play all these single player games. It's like, yeah, I know. Cause kind of pot committed over here. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to make sure I play my sub game. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to be over there. Um, but it's, uh, I I'm hoping with new world's financial model. Yes. There's a cash shop. Okay. We're going to have to watch that. That's a matter of trust. They have Amazon has to build trust with the players. That's the power to communication listening. And then if the answer is no, or if the answer is this to come out and talk about, how they thought through it. Yoshi P is the best example of a leader 
when it comes to it. Don't give content creators like myself the ability to interpolate your actions. Speak yeah. and then essentially speak plainly. Yes. And carry a big stick. But <laughs> yeah, no, but you're it's it's so true because essentially what you see with the fall of Blizzard. You know, and I say fall, I mean, they could always come out. They could always add, you know, Phoenix down it no, and see I what think, happens. But I think fall is, is a very good word, especially because, you know, I have a video titled The Fall of Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> guys, go to sub to, to, to Ruri if you guys have not already. Freaking amazing. I love I love his content. And also we were joking because he comes in and he's like, hey, here's what I'm thinking about for the show. I was like, dude, you make an amazing uh, podcast host. Man, I, like I'm seeing here and there's a call back to Crystal Core. like I'm seeing in, 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 in my my phone prophecy that uh it's it's a fleet it's not a first fleet it's not a second fleet but maybe maybe it's a third fleet podcast guys go sub to his third fleet podcast if you guys haven't yet but it's i think essentially where if you look at destiny and you look at like how do you monetize the gap between the expansion and if they come out every year with an expansion i think that's great and i think if there's a cost to that expansion that's great like there's nothing wrong with a company making money especially if we're getting more yeah. content that we want with it and what I think here is from an ideal perspective, I don't know if that's an expansion a year or if they go the Final Fantasy model and go every two years, but regardless, being able to have that and deliver that to the player base, I think would be really exciting, especially for somebody who's on the fence, who's like, I'm not going to go in today. I'm not playing at launch. But all of a sudden when they come out and say, here's our first expansion, here's our second expansion, all of a sudden the, the stories of will they continue to support it go away? And you're like, oh, clearly... There's all of this stuff for me to do. And you see that with MMOs. The fact of updates and the fact of expansions constantly puts it in front of people. And it then invites people to be a part of that as a community. Like there, there's a real draw to that. That's why I focus more on these games than any other. Yeah. That's the, it's just one of those things. They just have to prove themselves that they have to prove to players, actually not to themselves. Yeah. They have to prove to players that they can do it. They can get that cadence going. And I think that they might actually have something good here because mm -hmm. it is like someone said in chat earlier, it is also a very unique um, style in terms of like what the uh, aesthetics of the game are. Cause like, Oh, it's friggin' conquistador times and, and whatnot. And yeah. it's not just your traditional f fantasy or sci-fi. It's this weird period of time. I, it, it, it's just, got its own unique thing which is not my favorite style mind you like yeah. that whole conquistador thing it's not really my favorite thing i'm more into sci-fi or you know traditional fantasy, fantasy but yeah. still that's what they're going for and i think it's interesting and we have uh, a wide variety of weapons to to go with that so that's good your too. your point and that's actually going to be like that was the thing that i thought was going to be my biggest hang up was the, the style yeah but playing in the world it just fit it just fits yeah, and, but at first, like I was like, this isn't really my view. This isn't really kind of my my style. I don't have an elf. I don't have, uh, you know, like you know, etc. I don't have that traditional fantasy because that's my style. Fantasy. I'll definitely do sci-fi, like Fantasy Star Online. It's like that's that's what I've what I love. But what we actually ended up being is that the world is so beautiful, and it just, all the art and all the the style actually fits so well together. It it, it makes sense once you play it and you're feeling around in it. But at first I was like, ah, oh, this doesn't look like my kind of game. Turns out I was wrong. And that's why I'm really glad that, you know, I followed it out of curiosity and then I felt, and then I continued to follow it because I was like, there's something here. Like it's, there is something here in this game that I think is worth my time. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, 
I just always love that launch window of MMOs. And, yeah. you know, I've played this one and there were enough things there when I was playing that I was like, okay, I like this thing. I like the way that the combat kind of plays out. They're doing action combat. You know, you got active blocking, which I personally also tend to like with, mm -hmm. um, with, uh, with shields and whatnot. Cause I'm a, I'm a big shield guy as, as you probably know. <laughs> so it's like, I like the fact that the combat is active. I like a lot of things about it. My main concern is always going to be like the, the faction imbalance potential and all of these other things. Cause you know, you don't mm -hmm. want to just run around there and just be like, Oh, my faction kind of sucks in this server. So yeah. I'm kind of screwed. So th that's kind of like my main thing. I hope that stuff remains balanced to some extent. And if it does that and it just lets me dip into PVP a little bit, dip into PVE a little bit, just hang out. Like like I said, it, it's not going to be my main MMO game because that's always going to be Final Fantasy XIV moving mm -hmm. forward. This yeah. is, I'm just expecting something for me to just like dip my toes into and enjoy myself a little bit. And at the price point, it is, you know, it is kind of a value proposition. Like if you can get... Let's say you play the game, right? I don't know how long it takes for people to reach the, the max level and do right, the, exactly. the quest. I don't know if there's times of that. Are there? Has anybody timed it yet? Because because people, people have been gotten, able to like, do it. Like somebody count. was able to do it within the closed beta. I'm sure somebody was able to do it during the open beta. Um, they were doing hacks and exploits during closed. So, you know, things to find and, and patch. Uh, I don't know. I guess what we'll, we'll see. And that's the thing is like, I don't think this is a game that you want to rush. I don't yeah, like, I exactly. think there's a the, the curse of WoW ends up being that there's a lot of people who've been trained that the core game takes place at the end game. I came from Final Fantasy 11, in which that I believe the end game starts at level one because you're living in that a is... world that, that interacts with each other. And even a level one player is having an impact on the economy. And that economy can drive what people feel like is the most important piece of content through taxing and through the systems. Like it becomes a, a world that you are participating in as, as a, as a player but also a world that you're kind of living in, you know, that you that, can experience. That is definitely one of the things that I, that I, I've actually talked about this in videos and whatnot that I feel as someone who's played world of Warcraft extensively, like I, right. I have over, I don't even know how many hours it is at this point, but it's a ridiculous number, right? More it's than whatever. Me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, um, I've logged in ridiculous amounts of hours into world of Warcraft. And I would definitely say that, World of Warcraft trains players to an excessive degree, like an unhealthy degree, that, no, listen, this stuff that you're doing before you get to, it doesn't matter. None of this matters anymore, okay? This is old, like, even, even if it's almost like, you know how, imagine Shadowlands, right? Shadowlands comes out, you see this stuff you're doing right now between level 50 and 60? This doesn't matter. Right. And which is why you would look at streamers. They'd be just like, skip, skip. Like Asmongold reached level cap in five hours. It's yeah. like, what? come on. And Asmongold's not even like a speed. Speedrunners reached level cap within like, I don't know, two hours, one hour. It was super fast. People like reaching level cap. They're skipping everything. They're only doing quests. They're like the most, you know, the ones that reward the most experience and they're bypassing everything else that they can. And again, this is the World of Warcraft mentality. And unfortunately, I feel that that is going to be something that is going to be plaguing MMOs for a long time to come. Like most players think like that. That's the reason why I didn't get into Final Fantasy 13 when I first tried it is because I was playing it like, wow. And I think that yeah. a lot of people probably make that mistake and they burn out on 14. Oh, yeah.
So well, Lisa Keon is a great example of exactly what you just yeah, said. He played 14 exactly. like WoW, and then he came out and said, it's not a fun game. I don't know why people like this game. And then they like, and then the, the downside about the 14 community is that we do have yeah. a very <laughs> vocal it, and it's like, uh, it's yeah. like I say, listen, people, people always say that Final Fantasy has a fantastic community, which is true. But what I like to say is like, they're fantastic inside the game. Outside the game, sometimes yeah, think, things yeah. get a little wild. <laughs> yeah, and I always kind of question, like, are you a gamer? And I hope to God you're not an adult. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> if you're if you're an adult and this is your reaction to you know that, yeah. like, even like I was like, I don't, I, I the only thing that bothered me about Lazy Peon's uh, re first review of fourteen was that he took the review down. That he got so much hate yeah. that he took the video yeah. down. Stand by terrible. it. If you're going to sit here and like, and this is just my view, like people can do their own thing, but I don't take videos down. I'll, I stand by it because it's like, that's what I said. And exactly. I'm not like, if especially let's say I got it wrong. Guess what? I think then I can create a follow up video. I can address that. But I think taking it down is the worst thing to do because it's like, then I shouldn't have said it. Right. Exactly. Like, I shouldn't have said it if I was going to take it, take it down. You know, and that's, that's just where I fall into it. And I was like, yep, okay. So he did that and I lost a lot of respect for him. But then uh, he's been working on playing the game and he's actually playing and he's like, oh, I see the the draw. Like the reward for doing the quest is the cutscene. It's the it's development like of the characters. Go ahead. The biggest, the biggest um, selling point of this, the, the people that sell this game the best is the community. And I, I feel like 14 is the perfect example of word of mouth. Because like the thing that got <laughs> me the some great memes on that, but go ahead. <laughs> The, the thing that that got me really to you know to play it differently is like my community was telling me no listen 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 try doing it like this and it's not like they were telling me oh no do this quest they weren't being overly they're just like listen focus on this and then do these blue quests with the plus sign mm -hmm. and that was when i realized you know that this thing that world of warcraft has trained me to do is actually terrible this because because you yeah. miss out on so much trying to just like so burn much. through through the whole game so i'm just hoping that you know with a lot of people playing 14 right now and taking that different approach because we see a lot of people taking a different approach now mm -hmm. and just like you know slowly going through the game as opposed to just like burning through it to get the shadow bringers because that's where all the fun is right yeah and I'm hoping that more people have learned from that and they bring that mentality into new world where we'll see an active community from, you know, leveling all the way up to max level. There's always going to be the people that rush the max level because they got to be the first to got that competitive mentality. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If you're someone that wants to have that competitive mentality and, you know, no, I got to be the best, whatever. We all need that in every game. Like the, the people that just want to be the best from a competitive standpoint. I'm just hoping that you know we have those people and then the rest of the people that think oh i need to follow this because the competitive people are doing it too i hope they take a step back and like no maybe i should play this the way that it's more fun for me as opposed to trying to like you know get the max level fast 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 go 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's i think it's definitely good advice to kind of i mean at the end of the day if you're having fun don't let me ruin it play as long as you're having fun however that my perspective is that the wow that the, that 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 whole mindset is not a good one it's not a good way to play these games and it's ingrained that into a culture so when that culture comes into other games they feel like that's a, a, pure, a, a pure translation and i don't think it necessarily needs to be nor should it but then again i'm i've been trained differently you know so it's like my mmo history and experience is different like i'm there for the story i'm enjoying that aspect 
the reward is the cutscene. The reward is to see what happens next. The reward is opening up the next thing. It's it's a hard balance because I also enjoy New World Sandbox mindset. You know, like, all right, I'm going to go in this direction. Was, I'm just going to go do my thing. I was much more into a sandbox aspect. Like one of the one of the games, it's not really an MMO, but it it ha, it, it can be an MMO if you so choose choose it to be, which is, uh, I don't know if you've ever played Elite Dangerous. Uh, I've played a sig- like over 400 hours. Five, actually, no, I've played like 600 hours of elite danger, something like that. It's a, it's a space sim type of game with, um, you know, uh, a sandbox environment and it does have multiplayer elements, but you can choose to play by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just love the freedom that that sandbox gave me. It was like, there's no main quest. The, the starting of the game is like, they just tell you, here's a ship. Here's a couple of space stations. We recommend you go to yeah. quest in cause it's easier for you. And it's a protected area. So no player is going to mess with you if you're playing multiplayer, but go do your thing, go do whatever you want. And that's kind of like how I learned it. And that, that's what I wanted out of new world, right? I wanted to just like, just unleash me into this world and let me do whatever the hell I want. I think that would have been cooler, but you know, they did the theme park thing. So I'll go do the theme park thing. I'll probably in the final release, I'll do it even slower than I did in the, in the beta. Cause in the beta, you're like rushing through it to kind of like test systems and see Mm -hmm. stuff. But in the final release, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'm going to, just watch the story play it slower than everybody else i'm never going to be the fastest one anyway with two kids so whatever yeah (laughs) with with like a a life and a family i think that's why i think also new world excites me because especially when i get i'm hoping that i can get it to run on my steam deck when it shows up next year uh as a way of like yep i'm just kind of chilling and playing and, and crafting and gathering or or just going out and you know killing and farming up mobs at the end of the day like if it I see New World as a great game that I can sit here and enjoy at my own pace. And I can either choose to be real hardcore about it and get involved in the PvP. But if life is busy, I can just log in and fish and chat and hang out. And it's, uh, you know, and it is something that I, I truly have been, you know, I've been following it for over 18 months. And it's really surreal that it's finally happening. And I think that it's going to help. I think especially with kind of what's going on with all MMOs that it's going to help fill in a gap that hasn't been served in a while. And the question is, is that will the community bully them into a game that they hate, which is essentially where they're coming from. Like I see a lot of anger at, at wow. And it's like, Oh, this game doesn't do what wow does. It doesn't have mounts. Like, well, if they add mounts, <laughs> as long as they make sense in the game in the world, like I, I want, I like how guild wars two implemented mounts, like mounts actually yeah, have a, it is very like, well like done. A, oh, guild wars two has the, I think the best mount system I've the experienced best mounts ever. Yeah but they didn't start with mounts and nope. I think that's perfectly fine. And it's like, if, if new world adds mounts, that'd be great. I think ultimately two things that I'd like to see when it comes to traversing this game, I'd like to see some form of like, you know, horse and carriage shuttling you from city to city for a cost so that you could sit here and ride and you like could manage your inventory. Porter? Yeah. Like a Chocobo Porter where the, it's going to travel you across the road. So you could like, okay, yeah, you know, I got to go make a sandwich. I'm going to go ahead and have it rather than auto running through mobs and, you know, cause the, you, the, the roads are, you know, the roads, but it'd be nice to be able to kind of like, okay, I'm going to pay this, this fee. And then it's going to just, it's going to take me there in real time. It's not a teleport, a teleport fee. It's like, yep, I'm going to have it ride, you know, ride me to that, to that spot. Um, yeah, I think that'd be nice because then you could manage your inventory and do more things. I think the fact that you can't manage your inventory while you're traveling is a mistake. And hopefully they get that fixed yeah. because that's the only thing you can't do. You can bring up map and quests and you can do you can read the journal like everything you could be doing auto running but as soon as you hit tab to bring up your inventory 
your character stops, turns around, looks at the camera, that, and now you're in the inventory mode. <laughs> that was actually one of the things that I feel like Destiny did really well, is that when you were on that loading screen to yeah, go to a mission, you can just like mess around in your inventory and do stuff. And you even had like the app on your phone that would let you like grab uh, stuff from your vault and push it into your character so that you can move stuff around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I, I hope people uh, at least give uh, some consideration to New World. I think that's one of the things we've been talking about. Uh, there's a lot of also exciting MMOs. And as this podcast is, you know, really kind of an MMO focused you know, show in that regards, that multiplayer RPG. We've, you know, we, we talk about it all here. Uh, you know, obviously you'll be hearing lots of new world impressions and content coming from the show. And we hope that you enjoy it, that you subscribe to the audio version of the, of the podcast and you, you rate it five stars. There's other star ratings, but five stars means that, you know, it's, uh, it's the best one. I mean, how many, listen, yeah. how many fingers do you have in your hand? Do you have four? Do you have three? No, you have five. That's how much you rated. One oh no, like, I just realized. Oh no. Like I lost mine in a, in a smelting incident. <laughs> my, my, I actually, my, my, um, my old, my grandfather, who's now passed away a long time ago. Uh, he, he actually had like two fingers that he lost serving in the army. So I, the minute that came out of my mouth, I realized, oh no. <laughs> However many fingers and toes you have, that's the score. If you enjoy the podcast, you can, exactly. if, you, if you, if you can count, you can, you can rate. Uh, <laughs> but I can't count for him. <laughs> Well, uh, okay, look, we, we can't fix that one. I mean, I we know. could, but yeah. it would take too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, hopefully this has been a, an informative episode for anybody who's like kind of curious about the show and, uh, and also the, uh, the game as it launches on, on the 28th, they have the times listed. It's actually going to be rolling out starting with the EU first. So be sure to go check out newworld.com uh, If you want to go look at your map or I've actually covered it in a video on ginger prime specifically, if you're curious, um, we have a company we're going to be rocking uh, here on NA, uh, on NA East on the Eden server. That's going to be where my main character is. Hopefully we won't have to call an audible on Tuesday, um, but that's the plan. If you want to be more part of it, be sure to be a part of the discord. Uh, if you're going to be playing on NA East now, uh, obviously you're uh, excited about the game and you're over in the EU. So you're going to be playing it before I do. Do you have, are you Wait, announcing what it, server you're on? Does it actually start earlier than in the US? Yes. So EU, uh, like, let me just pull up the times. We'll just read them out. Uh, EU servers launch actually on the 27th at 11 p.m. Pacific time. That's 8 a.m. CEST. I, I don't know what CEST is. But <laughs> I, I, so, I have no idea what that is either. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's, it's launching at that. Maybe this is all in sync, but it's the 27th of september 27th this is 11 p.m pt like, at what at what time would it be for you so that would be on the 28th at uh at 1 a.m my time 1 a.m and for me it was at 11 p.m so that would be for i think no because we usually do the show at 11 30 central which is which is six hours difference yes so yes, Europe does start a couple of hours earlier by those calculations. Right. Yeah. And so for me on Eastern and a East, so South, it goes uh, EU, South America and Australia. And, uh, you know, and that, and then essentially the uh, NA East servers actually come up at 5 a.m. Pacific time, which would be 7 a.m. My time. So you know what they're doing? The they're, they're opening up the, the European servers earlier because they're just like, dude, if anything explodes, we'll hopefully fix it before we get to the U.S. launch. Thanks for <laughs> running into the minefield first, Rory. 
Were there any mines? <laughs> we haven't heard from Rory. He's down. Yeah. Watch out. It's just like mines. it's like my face shows up like all covered in soot. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh my God, the things I've seen. Oh, the horrors that I've witnessed. <laughs> uh West uh launches uh at eight AM Pacific time as well. So that goes uh, South America looks like it's gonna be at four AM Pacific time. Uh same thing for Australia. So South America and Australia servers launch at the same time. And they have other data centers and, and stuff that they're talking about spinning up as well. So honestly, at the end of the day, it's a pretty interesting thing. And if you have, and they basically in the announcement, they have uh, an advertisement for Prime Gaming. If you have Prime Gaming, they're going to be doing drops for pirate stuff and cosmetics. So if you have your Amazon Prime and you got that hooked up to Twitch, be sure to claim those rewards. And those are going to be dropping at launch and at like a couple of weeks into it. So just be keeping it locked. I'll, I'll try to keep people updated on the on the news um, you know, that I, I always kind of say, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated on the news that I care about. <laughs> exactly. Like, are you a news channel? Like if I care about it, but it's like, if I care about the news well, channel, right. It's, like, it's Hey guys, like I'll I post, do, yeah. I'll post in like, you know, as a part of the community, like, it's like, Hey, there's a, here's a, like a, you know, here's an update. Just, you know, here's some information if you need it. And then, and then otherwise, like if it's a hot topic, then it's usually when somebody asks me like, Hey, do you want to weigh in on this? It's like, no, but if you're asking, I'll go ahead and, you know, share my opinion I could, I could, I could prune a couple subscribers because I'm, I'm sure, like as I've been told, uh, I, I definitely have an opinion that does not jive with popular thought all the time. <laughs> Brian plays his MMO on controller. That jerk. We gotta get him. Unsubscribe. Oh, Contro controllers. If they would just like everybody would just copy Final Fantasy 14 controllers. Amen, so brother. Good. Amen. Just, just, just copy them. Just they, they haven't even patented it so that you can literally steal it. Just steal it. Yeah. Just steal it. Take it. Don't even care. Run with it. Let's go. They got <laughs> exactly. it. They figured it out. Uh, and I, the nice thing is, I do have a controller guide for New World. I have a, a uploaded profile on Steam. If you want to download it and you want to follow my lead on that. Uh, I'll be sure to keep you guys up to date. And they're said they're going to bring native controller support to the game itself. We're just going to have to, I guess, wait and see what that ends up looking like in the long run. So um, I'm excited for it. I think that's going to open it up to more places. So final thought is that it's only on PC for now. And uh, there are yeah. no other announcements in that regard. So if I you're hope they bring out, it to consoles. I think it'd be great. Like, yeah. It's like, especially with the one, I think one of the biggest things that 14 has done really right is the fact that it is on PlayStation as well. And it should be on Xbox, hopefully yeah. at some point, mm -hmm. because you know, it, you can just play with such, you have access to such a much bigger player base to keep the game alive. Even if like, Oh, the PC crowd is playing something else right now. That's okay. There's still the PlayStation crowd playing this. So that people on PC don't feel like the game is empty and vice versa. PlayStation's playing this PC still coming back for something else. You know, it's just better to have more people in your MMO. It's just a no brainer. Yeah. So at that note, uh, we're, I think at the end of the show itself, hopefully we helped give you the information that you need to know to jump into this game and have a good experience on the 28th. But at the same time, you can always wait, like Ruri said, uh, for reviews and see what people ultimately say about it. It's an MMO. I'm not expecting like people to come in and give it glowing reviews. <laughs> oh, like <yeah. laughs> I review a thousand games. Now I review this MMO. Oh, it's usually the little lines are like, it's an MMO. Like it's got lots of players. It's got quests. It's got fetch, you know, it's got kill quests. You know, but at the end of the day, it's going to be something I think pretty exciting. And hopefully you guys, uh, if you're looking for a company, we got ours open. You can come join us. Uh, have you picked your server yet? Do you want to share that before we, we sign nope. up? Nope. I right. haven't picked it up at all. So <laughs> I need to look at the list and figure it out. All right, guys. 
So thanks to everybody here who's on the live show with us. I really appreciate the support. Thanks to Chili for hitting that member button and helping fund these podcasts. Be sure to go and follow over on Epic Loot Radio, wherever podcasts are found. I hear a lot of people like the Spotify version, uh, but you can find it pretty much anywhere. That's it for Brian and for Rory. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully we'll see you next week. But until then, take care.